Hello and uh, greetings, everyone, to another Fat Old Nerds podcast. Yes, you can hear the hateness in my voice that this is still happening to me. Hateness. I am your uh, gushes little host. My name is Bob Patterson. The wettest bitch I know. Shorty little baddie. He my little boo thing. Shorty is a fatty. Shorty is a fatty. He be catching mood swings. Well, that that man there who sang the joyous little song, uh, he cracked corn and no one gave a fuck. It's Justin Moffat. He too is a wet bitch. What? Oh, what? Hmm. I <laughs> and the guy who apparently likes his bitches wet, he uh, he didn't crack the corn. He sure shoved it up his ass. Michael Bryant. He is the physical embodiment of the exact moment anyone who's been unlucky enough to have their their butthole vacuum sealed onto something that's producing suction. He is the human embodiment of the moment they realized their guts were about to come out their asshole. What the damn just, just that one particular moment where they realized, yes. oh, it's not just going to suck my farts out. My guts are going too. All right, friends. Well, we got, we got stuff to talk about. <laughs> Far away as we get the hell away from that. Uh, let's start it off with something funny. Uh, Micah. Uh, your your neighborhood uh, got a new addition to it, and uh, it wasn't a a pleasant addition, according to some of the homeowners where you live. Uh, please do tell. Oh, that. Oh, I was like, what the hell are you talking about, stupid? And then I was like, oh. Because <laughs> you were like, you got a new addition to your neighborhood. And I'm like, what the hell is that idiot talking about? Oh, apparently there's a prostitute that lives in our neighborhood. And they had a whole HOA meeting about it, which apparently there wasn't much mentioned in the HOA meeting about it, other than that there's a prostitute living here and they're going to do something about it, I guess, for lack of a better term. I don't know. To be honest, I really don't care. I mean, yeah, prostitution is illegal and kind of gross at the same time. But I guess I, I could see how the H- why the HOA would be all bit out of shape about it. It could attract the wrong type of people to this neighborhood. That could start causing issues. I get it, but I don't know. I just really didn't care to be honest. That there's one living in the neighborhood. See, that's why we got to legalize sex work so they can go somewhere safe, and then they won't be coming to your house, knocking on the door, getting confused because your neighbor's giving out cheap blowies. How do they- cheap blowies? Cheap blowies. Um, <laughs> you fancy a blowy? Um, uh, how? Like, how was it discovered that that this was a prostitute and not just somebody that uh, 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 is very sex positive? Like, you know, they got receipts. I, I, like, I don't think they got receipts to write it off as a business expense. But <laughs> to write it off on their taxes. <laughs> uh, to be honest, I'm not really sure. Um, because, I mean... Because if if some random person said, hey, there's a prostitute living here, then somebody's going to have to be like, well, how do you know that she's a prostitute? Then they're going to have to admit that they had visited said prostitute. So I'm not. Well, see, it's a homeowner's, it's a homeowner's, homeowner's organization. So so Nancy haagen could, could have been like. <laughs> <laughs> Nancy haagen was just like. Becky down the street's a fucking whore. And they're like, how do you know that? And it's like, my, my husband keeps going to see her. And so, so, so Nancy haagen is is best friends uh, with, with, with Hilda Sotite. And uh, Hilda Sotite is the, the you know, the, the grand poombah of the home organization. So then Nancy, or, or Hilda Sotite is just like, hear ye, hear ye. Becky's a whore. <laughs> and we got to do something about it. <laughs> Nancy Hagendoss. Yeah, Nancy Hagendoss and Hilda Sotite. Those are those are real people that live in your neighborhood. 
It'll just it, so it, die. It wouldn't surprise me, because I don't really go to a lot. See, I Brianna for a little while was part of, not part of the HOA association, but like the events committee where she would host, like, and come up with events and stuff. And by extension, I ended up getting dragged into a lot of these HOA shenanigans <laughs> that I did not care about at all. Um, so <laughs> I have no be more interested if it was a horror wrangling. <laughs> the horror wrangling. Yeah, just <laughs> going up to wrestle up all the whores. Because a lot of times, like they would like live stream these HOA meetings, and you know, remember on South Park where like the parents would like get all riled up and yell, and literally they were just yelling "rabble, rabble, rabble, rabble." <laughs> that's, basically, that's basically what these HOA meetings devolved into. At one point, somebody like threatened physical violence against one of the HOA committee members. Oh. And this man has a novelty mailbox. Pretty much. They have three ferns on their porch. We only supposed to have two. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, I almost got into it with one of the HOA people. Well, I almost got into it with one of the HOA people. Uh, she was a bitch. I didn't like her. Nobody liked her, but um, because they're, they had a very loose definition of what a commercial vehicle was. I didn't know if a commercial vehicle meant like a um, like a truck, like an 18-wheeler cab truck. Or at the time I was working for a cable company, I didn't know if they meant like anything that had advertisements on it. She was being very vague and unclear about it, and I literally told her, I was like, well, I'm going to keep driving my friggin' work van to where I live and pay my HOA dues, and there ain't a damn thing you can do about it. It's like, come to my house and do something about it. I know where you live, and I can shut your cable off. I can still shut your cable off. When I quit that job, I still have the tools to shut people's cable off. <laughs> you know? A very specific but, but terrifying threat. Hey. I will end your internet. Hey, yeah. People need their internet these days. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, I want anything I pay for, so, you know? Yeah, but, yeah, apparently we have a prostitute living in our neighborhood, and... I don't know what's going to be done about it. <laughs> Did you ever find out who the prostitute is? Like, like was the prostitute at the homeowners organization thing? Just like, mind uh, you, been, oh shit! Something. Okay, I don't think so. I don't think she was. But no. like I said, I really don't care to be honest. Well, uh, keeping it in Alabama, moving from one illegal topic to a topic that's no longer illegal. Alabama legalized medical marijuana, sort of. Like, are they just sort legalized? of is the key word there? Are they doing like this whole political mumbo jumbo runaround bullshit where they're legalizing to vote on it? What are they doing? I didn't. No, no, it's medical marijuana is avail is going to be available for use in Alabama, but you cannot smoke it, you cannot vape it, you can only eat it or rub it on yourself. Like topical. <laughs> well, I mean, it's sort of, some poor confused owners just got some some weed brownies, just rubbing them bitches on his chest. It's gonna be great. I mean, it's better than nothing. I guess it's a step in some direction. Maybe not the right. I don't know, but it's a step in a direction. It Alabama, is. Alabama's ever only going to like get to the future with baby steps. So it's it is our first little baby step. And, uh, you know, it's not enough, but, hey, it's something. Well, this whole state's run by a bunch of old white guys who are scared of anything that doesn't have to do with Jesus, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and our old white grandma uh, uh, leading the way. Meemaw. <laughs> Governor Meemaw. Governor friggin' Meemaw. Yeah. Hey. So, hold on, but, like, uh, so how is this going to be administered is my question. Like, are they going to... Like, you got to go to a doctor? Like, is there a dispute? Okay, there, there's two avenues. One, you go to a doctor, they diagnose you, or you've been pre-diagnosed with something that's on the list. And when I say the list, I mean the list of uh, conditions that will qualify you for a medical card. So, basically, uh, I'm sad, I need weed. Actually, a lot of the stuff for, like, depression, it's not on there yet. Oh. I'm talking like physical stuff. Like oh. if you've got a fucked up back or something. 
I stubbed my toe. I need pot. <laughs> Doesn't work like that. Okay. But you would have the doctor, you know, fill out the paperwork and he gives you a form to take to the dispensary. And that's how you set it up. If you're a veteran, you just get your medical records that pertain to your problem and give it to the directly to the dispensary. And they send it to the, part, the health department and... But yeah, as Justin said, I agree. It's it's going to be done in baby steps. But by twenty twenty five, y'all should be legally token up in Alabama. As I continue to legally token up here in Illinois. God damn, twenty twenty five. That's that seems. I don't know for Alabama. That seems a little. Uh, uh, I, th- I don't know if we're going to get it done by twenty twenty five. But maybe I could be wrong. I would have thought thirty five. Maybe. Yeah, maybe twenty thirty. Thirty thirty five. Yeah. I said 20. Well, 30, 35 might be actually more accurate. Yeah, we'll do it like 30 minutes before Mississippi, maybe. Although Mississippi's kind of passing us in most regards now, so congratulations to Mississippi. Didn't take many great strides, but, you know, he did it. As we know, West Virginia will be passing us at some point. Yeah. yeah. I always I really say, Alabama could always say, well, at least we're not Mississippi, and then Mississippi could always be like, well, at least we're not West Virginia. And then West Virginia's like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Darn. <We're> West. <laughs> hey, West Virginia, how you doing? Uh, yeah, we lost whatever fan or fans we have in that. that we're, 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 we apologize. Let's move on. You guys like ice cream and milkshakes. I like they do break the, the boys to the yard. Well, uh, to celebrate uh, Ghostbusters Week, which is starting, which, well, or Ghostbusters Day, excuse me, which is June 8th. Uh, Baskin-Robbins will be having a promo special uh, where you can get your shake or your ice cream scoops slimed with some sour green slime. like Slimer. Hmm. Well, that and, meat sounds gross. Like, I don't want to do it, but... I'm going to... There's a Baskin... And Robin's right up the road, so I'm gonna take Gracie this weekend. But I'm gonna ask for the slime on the side because I don't want to waste a whole thing of ice cream. And yeah. it's covered yeah. in slime, and I'm, I'm like, this is disgusting. Yeah, it ends up tasting like styrofoam, and you're like, well, I just fucked up my whole ice cream for that. Yeah, exactly. So I say, like, can you please give me the slime on the side? I have no idea where a Baskin Robbins even is. Like, if I wanted to participate, maybe there's one in Birmingham or Huntsville or something. But... There's there is. There's one in Homewood. No, wait. no, that's not Baskin Robbins. That's a TCBY. I'm sorry. I didn't know that existed anymore. I thought that company was gone. Huh. Yeah, me too. It may very well be now. I haven't been in that general area in a minute, so. <laughs> what did TCBY stand for? The country's best yogurt. Wow. Okay. I, I learned something new. Is there much competition? I guess ba- is Baskin Robbins. Is it yogurt or is it ice cream? That's ice cream. That's ice cream. Yeah. So who was competing for for the yogurt <laughs> with TCBY? Uh, yogurt Mountain. Ah. That's probably about it. <laughs> Whatever the yogurt place is usually inside of a books a million. There's not there's yogurt places in your books of millions. There's always coffee places in the ones I go to. Like oh, there's I, one in the one near my near where I live. Yeah, there's a yogurt mountain or something like that. I'll be damned. Hey, Justin, you always ask uh-huh. a question. Okay. Hey guys. Well, I think it's one of the first play. times that we could all three say we're playing the same game. Yeah, yeah Magic the Gathering Arena. Yeah. How y'all liking it? I'm liking it. I've noticed that some players are easier to beat than the bot. Like the bot match. Yeah, yeah, not depends. everybody's played before. That bot's handed my ass to me several times. Well, it could just be that you suck at the game, so. I don't suck at the game. I'm good at the game. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't die for a while earlier, did I? <laughs> I lose slowly. Exactly, exactly. I lose slowly. I lose slow. Yeah, I whooped your ass earlier in that game. Earlier today. Pretty bad. My cats. My cat deck. With your cat deck. I don't think I played anything other than your cat deck, though. Like, mix it up, you freaking hoe. 
fine, next time I'll play, I'll play my black deck. I call Shadows of the Night after the Pat Benatar song. That's, that's, I'm sure that's the only black deck called Shadows of the Night. Probably. For the, well, you know. But that did kind of lead me to an interesting question that I wanted to see what y'all thought. So, you know, I guess, especially in the era of COVID and everything, where you couldn't really go to card shops and stuff. And I don't, y'all don't really follow magic as far as like the pro players and stuff, but apparently they're restructuring a lot of like tournaments and stuff to where you can't really play magic as a profession, like a professional magic player anymore, like make it like a living because they're restructuring a lot of tournaments. You can still be competitive. It's just going to be hard to make a living off of it. But the question was do you think magic will ever just go straight to being an all digital game i don't think like, so because people have ha- held them cards for so long it's it's like asking if poker will go to straight to streaming now is people are still going to get off on having them cards in their hands yeah that's what i was thinking because the vast majority of people who play magic are the type that get together with their buddies, have a couple beers, maybe smoke a joint, and play some magic. That the, the majority of the people that play are those type of people. The people that play it professionally are a very, a very tiny percentage of magic players. So I don't think paper magic's going anywhere. Yeah, I don't think so either. But how are they restructuring to like make it where you can't make it? Are they just reducing the prize pools? Like, like why um, is it make money off of it anymore? From what I understand, they had something. They're not. It used to be like an esport. Like they started doing it like an esport, where they had like a bunch of tournaments a year, and like they paid for like the pros to like go to these tournaments and stuff. Now they're basically cutting it down to having like maybe three tournaments in a year, and like the prize pool isn't as big. I'm, I'm not 100 percent sure how they restructured it, but pretty much, and it's also kind of sort of opening it up to people who aren't professional players but competitive players to kind of get into it a little easier especially with magic arena and i think as far as like a lot of tournaments go i think they're probably going to switch a lot of their like tournaments over to magic arena because they really seem to be pushing that a lot lately is magic arena if they're going to be doing tournaments they're going to be doing it on magic arena instead of paper tournaments i think uh i doubt all of them but yeah that would make sense but I don't know. I have been enjoying the fact that like like playing this has like taught me quite a bit of shit. Like some shit I wasn't I wasn't like uh, you know some of the rules like some of the rules are kind of obscure. Like I learned like right you can select to like block a creature right and then cast a card to return your creature to your hand right mm-hmm. and that like so like the block occurs. But the damage doesn't. So you can like block a creature with a lower creature, but then like save it or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just been interesting. Or like uh, uh, the ability learn. When I first read it, I was like, I I don't I don't really understand what's going on here. And then I was like, oh, okay, you put shit in your sideboard. Then you can learn like get some stuff. That's that's. So it's I, I've explored abilities that like I wasn't quite sure about or like hadn't heard of. Like, Double Strike, I had no fucking idea what that meant at first. What I like about Magic Arena is that, it, is that it keeps up with, like, triggers and enter the battlefield abilities. and uh, Yeah, I love that. Really <laughs> I forget. Up with, like, yeah, I'll forget about triggers, too. Or, like, hey, I could actually activate this ability now or something like that. It'll actually remind you, hey... You can activate this tap ability or mana ability or something. It kind of keeps track of that for you because that magic can be a very complicated game. And if you're playing paper magic and when you got people with the attention span of a fart like we do, you know, it kind of you kind of lose track of, you know, hey, this thing entered the battlefield. It set off like 16 different triggers at this point. So, yeah, magic arena does kind of keep track of that a lot easier. Yeah. I was really impressed, too, with how much shit they give you for free. Like, if you do the quests and the color challenge and all that shit, mm-hmm. like, you, I, I have earned a lot of decks, and I haven't spent any money yet. I say yet because I probably eventually spent money. But, but yeah. as of yet, I haven't spent shit, and I've unlocked, like, you know, 12 or 13 decks, however much they give you, plus all these packs that you can earn. So, uh, I've been having a good time. Oh, I finally did a, a. I finally tried Brawl, and I'd never played Commander before, 
and uh, I still haven't played Commander, but I played Brawl now, and uh, that was uh, that was quite fun. It's uh, I don't know that I made a very good deck, but I won two out of three. Yeah, Brawl's pretty fun. I mean, Commander's essentially Brawl, but with Commander you have a hundred cards instead of just sixty. Yeah, and you don't and and Brawl. Uh, you have to make cards out of like whatever is in the standard format with Commander. You can use whatever from whatever set. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I haven't delved into the historic stuff. I probably will eventually, just because I got like a uh, I can't remember the name of it, but I got a Planeswalker that I was like, ooh, that looks nice, and uh, uh, apparently it is banned from standard play. So uh, mm. I haven't been able to actually use it yet. But. Uh, Well, Was so, that all we got to say about uh, what? Nope. It's not. No, it's not. I, I, I have to mention, I, I, I played Sanchez, and uh, uh, the first game, I got him, right? Like, uh, you know, put up a good fight, I got him. Uh, second game, uh, through use of a planeswalker and my own goddamn dinosaurs, he beat the fuck out of me. So, uh, <laughs> shout out to Sanchez for whooping the fuck out of me with my own goddamn dinosaur. Uh, appreciate that, and uh, uh, get you next time, you bastard. Uh, that lousy bastard. I've played him too, and I've whooped his ass a bunch of times, but he's also whooped my ass too. Mm-hmm. If everyone out there who plays Magic the Gathering Arena, if you want to add us, uh, we'll have our uh, screen names uh, in the description of this podcast, and I'm just going to go ahead and say mine. Uh, two capital P's. It's Poultry Planeswalker 666 hashtag 88043. And I wasn't ready for this, so I don't have the game open. So mine is something, 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 something. Look in the notes, I guess, because, uh, well, yeah. Well, mine is mine is Gorilla Tap with one L and two P's hashtag 04229. So mm-hmm. if you want to add us and get your ass whooped in Magic the Gathering, do so. Indeed, because it's really like uh, I haven't touched Outriders since I started playing the Magic thing. I did play a little bit of Dishonored too, but when I say a little bit, I mean like thirty minutes. So, uh, but I I loved I loved the first Dishonored. Um, so I'm sure I'm gonna love this one. I was enjoying my time. I just haven't played much of it yet, so I can't really speak on it. But I did uh, uh, going into the game. Um, I knew you could play as either Corvo or Emily, I believe it is, uh, who's like the daughter of the, you know, I'm not going to explain the story. But anyways, I expected to play as Corvo again. That's who you play in the first one. But in those last moments, I was like, nah, I'm going to play as her uh, because I think that's going to make the more interesting storyline. So I'm I'm playing as Emily uh, and I'm looking forward because the first one, like based on how many people you murdered, uh, you'd either get a good ending or a bad ending. And the first time I play through, it's, you know, everybody dies. Just if you're a bad guy, I'm going to stab you or, or whatever other methods of killing you they give me. Um, uh, so I'm interested to see, uh, now that, that I'm playing a queen who goes around murdering people, uh, how that's going to end. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's all I'm playing. All right, well... Uh... We we were all going to do this, but these two just failed to do life. Uh, so I'm going to just do one on my own. It is a video game pitch. All right, my video game pitch is The Devil Went Down to Georgia, the game. This game is for a, a 16-bit like Sega or Super Nintendo it's a, it has five levels. Okay. The opening scene. Do what, Micah? I was just, I was just saying. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. In the opening scene, your character Johnny is sitting in a sunflower field playing his fiddle. When the devil appears and strikes Johnny's fiddle, and it breaks into five pieces, he gathers them and runs away. As he runs through Georgia, he drops the pieces. Johnny must follow the devil and gather the pieces of his fiddle. After each boss of the level, you will get a piece of your fiddle back. Level one is Farmer Charlie's Sunflower Field. Your enemies are caterpillars, crows, and angry sunflowers. 
And at the end, you fight a scarecrow robot. Level two is Hotlanta. Your enemies are trash cans, manhole covers, and mean pedestrians. Your boss is the Olympic bomber robot. Most of the pedestrians I've met in Atlanta were very nice, but okay. Level three, Peach Town. Your enemies are rolling, flying, and falling peaches, and you fight a peach robot called Peachatron. I don't remember any of this in the song Devil Went Down to Georgia. Yeah, it's uh he's taking liberties with the the source content. This is that's for sure. Yep. I'm uh, really gonna bother y'all with this one. Level four, Stone Mountain. Your enemies are cannonballs, boulders, and random explosions. And then you fight Confederbot. (laughs) 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 And then you get to level five, the cornfield. Uh, You'll find the final piece of your fiddle at the start of this level. Your enemies are flying corn, fireballs, and crows. And you fight the devil... Now your fiddle's complete, and you can play the de- challenge of the devil or accept his challenge. For that shiny fiddle, made a fucking goal. Also, I think the na- the game Oregon Trail should get an update. As we all remember playing Oregon Trail, right? Uh-huh. Right. Like, it should get, like, an update, like a PS4 or Xbox type of update, and include more shit in it. Like, you know, you're traveling with your family, and your daughter dies of typhus. Like, to gain XP, you have to dig her grave on the side of the fucking road. Jesus. <laughs> and, like, say, like, your, your family was hungry and you had to eat one of your ox, like, you know, and you have to, like, physically kill the ox. And butcher so, uh, it. Uh, I thought somewhere in my psyche, I was like, I'm pretty sure that's a thing. And uh, so from NPR on May 12th, 2021, this is the headline. A new spin on a classic video game gives Native Americans better representation. Uh, uh, So, yeah, Oregon Trail actually is getting an update and apparently uh, uh, will be a little better on its treatment of Native peoples. Uh, So apparently... (laughs) Is that very Indians? (laughs) So their their wishes your command or their your whatever your wish is their command something somebody's doing something that you thought good idea so there you go uh, you can do All that right well I didn't That's do my homework I didn't do my homework but I do remember part of my video game pitch we're never gonna re revisit this uh, I'm just gonna pull it out of my ass uh, for the most part um so my my idea was a uh, a, a lopsided PvP game right. Um, tentatively called Tickle Monster. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Uh, So the idea is uh, uh, two parental figures, uh, you know, whatever way you want to be, right? Two parental figures um, versus four kids, okay? The idea, the, the parental figures, all right, and of course you'll be able to customize, make them however you want to, you know, whatever... Whatever you want to look like, we're going to do that. We'll have silly hats and stuff, just like Team Fortress 2, because people love collecting silly hats. Uh, you'll be able to update your kid, which, you know, whether you're paying a parent or kid, all right? And the idea is, okay, you're going to have a little level. It could be like a house or a fucking uh, grocery store or, you know, Kmart, um, uh, 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 abandoned train yard, um, fucking <laughs> great, whatever you want, right? But uh, <laughs> so ultimately the kids are trying to exhaust the parents, and the parents are trying to uh, uh, render the children helpless with laughter. <laughs> um, and I'm picturing, like, uh, uh, pickups around the, around the way, right? So the kids, you know, they, they run around, and, you know, parents are obviously going to move a little faster than the kids, right? There's only two of them, and uh, so maybe they can make them tickle, uh, and then the kids can, like, slap each other uh, to, to bust them out of the... the, the, the the tickle shenanigans. Uh, parents can pick up fucking energy drinks to, to get their stamina going. Uh, the kids will have you know shit to slow down the parents. So, you know, fucking Nerf guns or something. Shoot the shoot the parents in in whatever uh, uh, genitalia they've chosen for the for their uh, particular character. Um, uh, yeah, so no real no real end game. It's just lopsided PvP uh, based ah, around and trying to tickle them until they pee their pants. Or 
rendered helpless by uh, laughter. Thank you, most times. Well, I, I well, even though we, I did not prepare in any way, shape, or form for a video game pitch, one just did come to mind. Somewhat, I guess, since Justin's is kind of based off of his life with the way that he just described it being a parent and everything. Uh-huh. Mine would be that too. I didn't know if y'all were aware. It's kind of based off of another game, but for PS4, I think, there was a video game called American Trucking Simulator where you basically get to drive around a big... You get to drive around a truck. Well, this one's I called American, American Vendor Simulator where you basically do the same thing but you have to actually simulate being like a sort of like a soft drink vendor or a chip vendor or bread vendor and having to struggle getting into these damn stores with all these idiot customers all over the place while trying to get your product out on the shelf and having to deal with idiot uh, store employees trying to check you in and not knowing how to run a damn scan gun while all the, all the while trying to make your next appointment on time and trying to get in a 30 minute lunch. Jesus. That's just basically my work day every single day, more or less. So, so your video game pitch is just your job. That sounds delightful. I think you more should have. <laughs> I think you should have pitched Find That Goddamn Whore, starring Nancy Hagen dies <laughs> <laughs> you, you have to level up your homeowner's organization uh, in order to, to uh, increase your influence to, to gather intel on the damn dirty whore that's fucking in your neighborhood. And, uh, uh, you know, you can have a, a twist at the end uh, where you find out that uh, uh, Nancy... You were the whore the whole time. Oh, no, Nancy hagen you know, uh, uh, the whore is in cahoots with Terry hagen the husband of Nancy hagen so, uh, uh, Now, the, now the, the, the whore turns out to be, like, the head of the HOA or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it's going to be a good game. It's uh, I don't know any t- detective games. True Detective, I think that's a show, ain't it? Either way, I don't think that. True Detective ever made it into video game form. Yeah, I don't think so. there's uh, what is it? Something I don't know. There's detective games. I just haven't played them, but I'm looking forward to playing Nancy Hagen does and find that goddamn whore. Unsolved mysteries, the game. <laughs> <laughs> unsolved mysteries of the game like who would you play in unsolved mysteries of the game like are you trying to solve the mystery or do you just play a murderer that's just like i'm gonna get away with it and I play that was 40 show. years later i didn't hear anything either one of y'all said because you said it at the same time and my brain couldn't process it i just said you play the host of the show you're just introducing all the unsolved murders <laughs> You just play as Robert Stack for the whole game. Yes. I think it would just be a keyboard and just the whole game is just you going. That's a perfect recreation of the Unsolved Mysteries song. Uh, You are very. Yes. Yes. It was perfect. Well, Micah, you wanted to talk about a a TV show that's been coming on. It's on Hulu, right? It is on Hulu. I don't know if either of y'all have watched this yet. I've watched a couple of episodes. There's a new show on uh, Hulu uh, written by Patton Oswalt and uh, starring Patton Oswalt uh, called MODOK. And for those who are not quite familiar, MODOK is a... I don't want to say he's an obscure Marvel villain, but he's not a very mainstream Marvel villain. Um, Yeah. Uh, known as MODOK is an acronym for Mental Organism Designed Only for Killing. And basically, MODOK is a giant head with tiny arms and legs floating around in a hover chair. And he has like a little thing on a, like a jewel or something in his forehead that he can shoot beams out with his head. Although this a semi-formidable opponent for the Avengers in the comics, this is actually, like I said, written by the comedian Patton Oswalt. And produced by the same people who did Robot Chicken. So it's a stop-motion uh, adult animated show. And personally, I think I thought it was hilarious. Uh, I watched the whole season all the way through. Um, it's more or less following MODOK as he is... Basically, his whole life is falling apart because he actually 
not only is he the head of AIM, Advanced Idea Mechanics, he's also a husband who is currently going through a divorce and his life basically just goes into shambles beyond that. And his daughter it, cracks me up. Oh, his daughter in the show is basically the same thing he is, a giant head in a hover chair. And um, it has a really great voice cast, too. Um, like I said, Patton Oswalt plays the main character, uh, Modoc. Um, what's what's the character? What's her? Oh, Melissa Fumero, I think is how you pronounce it, uh, who is Detective Santiago from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, plays the daughter. Ben Schwartz is the son. And like any other animated show, uh, Bill Hader is in it because he's in everything that's animated at this point. He's like the Kevin Bacon of animated shows, more or less. <laughs> <laughs> you could play six degrees of Bill Hader with uh, voiceover stuff at this point. And, uh, oh, and John Hamm plays Iron Man in it as well. I thought it was pretty funny. It gets kind of, um, Patton Oswalt to me is just, he's hilarious. So anything he does to me, for the most part, is funny. And he does the voice of MODOK. I would give this a watch. Like I said, made by the same people that did Robot Chicken. So if you like Robot Chicken, you'd probably like this show. So, Justin, go watch it. Yeah, I didn't realize that bit at all. Because I was like... I was just like, oh, a thing about a character that I, I, I knew of, but I know nothing about. And I was like, probably not going to watch that. But knowing the whole uh, Patton Oswalt and Robot Chicken thing, uh, yeah, I'll probably, I'll, gi- I'll give that a try. Although I've been bouncing, I've got so many fucking options now. Like, like uh, Bob hooked me up with fucking HBO Max, and then I got Hulu and Prime and Netflix. And I don't know what the fuck to watch anymore. <laughs> it, I'll start watching something and then like forget about it on accident. And then uh, uh, I just end up not finishing stuff, not because I wasn't enjoying it, but just because, like, instead of logging into Prime, I logged into Hulu or whatever in my little bit of time to watch stuff. Mm-hmm. My wife had been getting me to watch, or I say she, she, she had been begging me to, she, she watched The Handmaid's Tale, and she's binged the shit out of it. Uh, and, you know, she caught up, like, now there's a new season coming out. And she was like, oh, man, you really need to watch this. And I watched a few episodes, and, man, it's... It's good. It's really, really good. But I have not finished an episode like feeling good at all. Like it just, it's, it's very oppressive and, and, uh, uh, like I, it's a show, but it's hard to watch. I haven't watched it from like the beginning all the way through, but like Brianna's watched it. And, um, the episodes that I have watched, usually I'm pretty, I'm like, holy shit, is this where the world's heading to? Because it seems like, it kind of seems like that at points with the way the world is. And it's not, it's very bleak. (laughs) I think that's why it hit so hard, because like if, you know, like certain, uh, uh, you know, like there's super religious people that would be down with certain aspects of it. And then if we were facing that whole uh, infertility thing that they got going on in the show, who knows how we'd fucking respond to that shit. But uh, hopefully not in the weird ass fucking way they responded to it. But you know, yeah, uh, uh, pretty sure if they come, you know, we're all dead anyways. If if uh, a super religious uh, sect takes over, so it's it'll it'll be fine. Um, they'll be like, "Where's your Bible?" And I'll be like, "Oh, whoo!" <laughs> Hadn't been able to ask that question in twenty fucking years, dude. I don't know. Like somewhere, I got one with my name on it somewhere. Some family member had high hopes. Like, yeah, he's totally going to use this a lot. And <laughs> for a while, they were correct. Uh, uh, but it fell off that particular wagon. So, uh. I remember at work, when I was still working for the cable company, a customer tipped me by giving me a Bible. And not like one of those tiny you know, Gideon's Bibles that you see in like a hotel room. I'm talking about like a big old honking Bible that was like very, very used. And I was weirded out by it because at one point, and one thing I'm like, well, I'm not an asshole. I'm not going to be, if you believe in whatever you believe, I'm not going to be disrespectful towards it. And even though I'm not a particularly religious person, I feel very weird throwing away a religious document. Even if I don't agree with it, I just feel weird about it. So when I got back to the to the warehouse, I like I gave it to my supervisor. I was like, a customer gave me this. You want a Bible? And he took it. Jeez. Huh. I don't 
I don't. I, I think I probably would have just. I don't know. Maybe I'd throw it at a fucking thrift store or something. I don't know. But my mom occasionally, uh, uh, you know, she'll she she likes to get uh, books at thrift stores and stuff like that. And uh, she knows that we're not, uh, you know, like religion just isn't a part of our household. Like that, just it's just not a thing, you know. Um, so it's like. Uh, but she'll sneak in these like Jesus books and stuff into the books that she gives my kids. And so it's like, at first I was like, eh, maybe I'll just set it to the side or something, but she kept doing it. So I was like, all right, these are just going in the trash. <laughs> like, uh, well, stop giving me these. I'm just throwing them away, mom. Like, I love you, but I'm throwing these away. Stop. I don't know. I'd feel weird if like, I mean, those are books that are themed. It's not like the, documents that most of those things are based off of like if it was a if it was a muslim that gave me a copy of the quran i'd still feel weird about it and i wouldn't want to throw it away if it yeah, was a that's, that's only because we put so much fucking emphasis on this shit and because like like i think you'd feel it's because it's like it was ultimately all written by some dude you know like we don't know which True. dude but like back in the day some dude just wrote this shit. And whether you want to believe it's divinely inspired or not, that you can take your thing from that. But ultimately, it was, you know, it was just some dude. And, uh, uh, you know, like, out there somewhere, there's a Bible that accidentally end up, ended up with poop on it, you know? And it's, <laughs> those people probably didn't get struck down, you know? The kid probably just had a blowout diaper in the car on their way to church. And they were just like, you got poop on Nanny's Bible. We've had it for 20 damn years. And you shit so hard that you shit on Nanny's Bible. And <laughs> now, I, I, I will say this. If a Scientologist gave me a copy of Battlefield Earth, I'd probably throw that away. You know, and that, that shit's probably just as important to them as any of the other shit is. It's just, uh, uh, you know more motherfuckers have bought into the other book than into Battlefield Earth, I guess. That is uh, very true. You know, so I, I... This this podcast took a very weird anti-religion turn. Yeah, <laughs> Throw away your Bibles. That's what we want you to take away from this podcast. <laughs> Shit on them and then throw them I did, away. I did end up having a conversation the other day with somebody uh, uh, and I don't even necessarily believe this. I just want to, like, uh, uh, there's a, a, a dude I'm acquainted with, and, like, I like the guy. Uh, but, you know, he's very religious, and I'm obviously who I am. <laughs> so, so every now and then we have conversations about stuff. And, uh, and I was like, you know, the, like, one thing that bothers me or whatever is, like, there's no... Uh, I don't ever see any critical thinking, right? Like, uh, uh, I was like, you know, what are your tools for communicating with your your higher being? And he's like, you know, prayer in the Bible. And it's like, okay, so so if this dude, supposedly, who's omnipotent, right? He's created everything. He knows everything. And, uh, you know, like he, he knows from the beginning to the end all at one time. He sees it all as one giant tapestry, which, uh, by the way, if that's true, Garden of Eden dick fucking move you know putting that tree there was gonna fuck them up they could have just been we could all just been chilling naked eating apples telling uh, snakes see, to go i, I think the moral of that story was that I, men would have been fine by themselves you sexist piece of shit <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you <laughs> what i took from that is that um you'd be okay with just men uh which you know i support but um, uh, uh, y'all's wedding would have been weird, you and Bob. Um, I just, uh, could I be both of y'all's best men? Um, uh, I'd wear like a two-face, uh, 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 tuxedo where like, you know, half of it would be white, half of it would be black with Bob there in his, uh, little dress, just looking cute as a button. Um, I lost my train of thought. Where were we? Uh, talking about something. Yeah. Um, anyway, oh, yeah, no, but right, so they've got two tools to speak to somebody who's supposed to be omnipotent and all-knowing, right? And I was like, you know, what about, uh, 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 I don't remember how exactly we got here, but uh, it was something to the effect of, like, illegality. And I was like, you know, like, uh, you know, y'all are always trying to legislate to where it's 
impossible to live outside of your your fucking religion, right? Like, hey, you know, you want every law, like, if you think something's bad, you want that shit illegal. And I was like, and, you know, what if you're wrong about certain shit? I was like, there's some shit out there that, like, it'll grow from the ground, right? Specifically, uh, marijuana and psilocybin mushrooms is, is what I was referring to there, right? But these things, they grow unaltered. Dudes don't have to do shit to them. They grow up out of the out of the ground, and then they'll change the way you think for a time. Or some people argue mushrooms will change it, you know, forever, uh, at least in in a certain way. Uh, but it just it made sense to me that it's like okay, uh, if if this dude's up there, right, and he's omnipotent and he knows everything, and I didn't mean to get this religious on this podcast, but fuck it, we got like ten people to listen to us. What's up, motherfuckers? If you stuck up this long or stuck around this long, then you're probably down with this conversation anyway. May want to turn it off at work though, because we're talking about weed and mushrooms, weed and mushrooms, weed and mushrooms. But but if these things just grow up out Drugs. of the world and they, they open your mind to different things and different experiences and all this shit, I was like, why couldn't that be something that he uses to communicate with you? Like, if, if this motherfucker is omnipotent and all-knowing and we can never truly understand him as y'all love to fucking say and he works in mysterious ways and shit, maybe one of those mysterious ways would be like, hey, bro, eat this mushroom. You gonna see some shit? And, like, maybe you can sit down with Granny's Bible then or Nanny's Bible or whoever the fuck it was after you wipe the poo-poo off of it and uh, <laughs> trip balls. <laughs> fucking say a prayer while you're tripping balls and something's probably going to answer. You know, I don't fucking know. Uh, what were we even talking about? Anyway, I don't those- know. <laughs> I'm waiting to see what this dude's response to your psychotic ramblings were. His thing was basically, like, he also put things here to be temptations. And it was just like, well, that's sort of a dick thing. Like, I don't, like, like, uh, like, take my kids, for example. Like, I don't, like, be like, all right, here's all your toys and one fucking knife and, like, make the right decision, boys. Like, you know, don't pick up the knife and play with it. Like, <laughs> that's a dick fucking move. If I was <laughs> If I leave a knife in their room and I'm like, well, you should have known that that was there to be a temptation. That's a fucking... Like, you would look at me and be like, you're a bad dad. That was a bad thing to do. And if you put things there, especially things that can like help people in certain ways, you know, both of those things have medical applications. And it's like, why put them here if they're not supposed to use them anytime? I'd, I'd fucking... Like, could you imagine a Baptist church where everybody's just tripping balls? Just fucking the... The preacher's up there just like, ah, and fucking uh, 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 good, old, good old Nancy haagen made her fucking uh, make some shit for the potluck. And uh, the shit she made for the potluck, when you eat it up, you're going to go to another dimension. Them the best brownies Nancy haagen ever put on the table. I just, I don't know, man. Or especially Pentecostal churches. Pentecostal churches are already fucking bonkers sometimes. Like, I've watched a man, a grown man, do a front flip. Like I went to, I got invited to a church where, like, when they started playing music, all of a sudden everybody got up and started jogging around the thing. And then there was one dude who had taken his fucking jacket off, had his suspenders and his button-up shirt on with his dress pants and his dress shoes, and as he's trucking it around, every now and then this motherfucker would just be like, "And it's flip time!" And it was just like, <laughs> and it's like if you get those people tripping, like. What? The main thing I gathered from this, I think, and I'm not entirely sure, is that Justin wants his kids to have a knife fight. <laughs> that is absolutely not at all what you should gather from that. In fact, I, I do not want my children to play with anything sharp. They're little, you know, barbarians. We've established this. Uh, tiny little monsters uh, capable of destruction on their own. They do not need a sharp, pointy object. That was your anti-religion rant from Justin for the podcast. I guess. Was it even anti-religion? It wasn't even anti-religion. It was It was stop accepting the answer that you're given right away. Like, question it, is all I'm saying. Like, if you arrive at the fact that, like, oh, okay, yeah, no, we've only got these two things to communicate with the Lord, then okay, fine. If you've only got two things that an omnipotent motherfucker gave you, prayer and, and, and a book, uh, uh, then okay, cool, whatever. Uh, but, I think you can construe this as being anti-religious when you keep referring to God as a motherfucker. You know? <laughs> it's mm, Jesus got but, to marry somehow. That's all I'm saying. 
Uh, but then again, motherfucker is just a noun that you use and a pro. You yeah. manage to use it as a noun, pronoun, adjective, and adverb all at the same yeah. time. Yeah, bro. M- motherfucker is a gender neutral term here. Same as dude. You know, it's a them they pronoun pretty much. Like it's, <laughs> it applies, applies to everyone. It's you know, it's it's fine. And uh, uh, I guess uh, you know, if he doesn't want to be called a motherfucker, all he has to do is talk to me about it, and I will stop. Uh, but. 20-something years of trying to get him to talk to me, just about anything, he he didn't. So, I don't think he's going to pop in on this one. That motherfucker. Well, uh, then, we could, we got a, uh, one more topic. I got, got some concert news. <laughs> a lot of concert news. It's like, I, we, we need to get the hell away from this subject now. <laughs> That was that wasn't a very good segue. I don't. I don't. Speaking of religious experiences, yeah, you know what's a went from religious experiences to Scientology to throwing a Bible away, children knife fights, and now concerts. I don't know. This concert does sound uh, like it could be a religious experience if you wanted it to be. It's, it's certain bands on there, or it sounded pretty pretty. I don't remember all of them to be honest, but I remember hearing the list and being like, "Yeah, I'd go to that." Well, y'all got some coming up in your your area uh, mm-hmm. on uh, July 24th, uh, celebrating, this is going to make you feel old as shit, their 20th anniversary will be three doors down at Oak Mountain. Yeah, oh. I'm good. Yeah, I don't want to go to that, but also, wow. Um, I mean, yeah, that makes sense, because uh, uh, they, were, they were big when I was in high school. And high school was very much 20 years ago, so that's that tracks. Uh, but I don't want to go to that show. Well, you could go to Alpharetta, Georgia on August the 8th and see Corn and Stained. Or you could uh, stay in Alabama and wait till the 9th and go see Rise Against at Avondale Brewing Company. Oh, excuse me. Rise Against is coming here, is it? Wait wait wait, 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 nope, I got confused, bad brain, bad brain, uh, it's not so much Rise Against that I need to go see, it's Against Me, and that's, uh, that's, you know, while I, I'm fine with Against Me, my wife is, uh, she loves Against Me, so, but, yep, brain confused things, bad. Nothing wrong with Rise Against, I'd go see them. Yeah, they're fine, they're fine, I just, I was excited there for a second. I was like, ooh, I can surprise my wife with a thing because she doesn't listen to this podcast. So, you know, I got to tell her shit. But it was a different band. Both yeah, nobody, nobody I love listens to this podcast either. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's fine. But uh, most of my friends don't listen to it either, which, I mean, y'all comprise most of my friends. But the other friends I have, I think they listened once or twice, and they were just like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Thank well, something, something big's coming up that I, I'm going to try my damnedest to get to. Uh, on August 28th, I mean, I'm sorry, on September 28th, Slipknot will be hosting Knotfest in Indiana, Indiana, Iowa. Mm-hmm. Who all's going to be at Knotfest? Uh, uh, too many damn people to name. But <laughs> imagine... <laughs> Which means he doesn't have the list. It's not too many people to name. It's possible. No, it, it's possible, but I think I, I don't have that much space on the paper. But it, like, I'm just sitting here thinking. And Apparently, he only has one piece of paper in his entire home. Yeah, and it's because he still has to do like the kindergartner letters, where you use like the two fingers to space your letters out and shit. So you know, it takes up a lot of room. Here's here's two fingers to space the shit out. <laughs> uh, those are not anyway. Nice. Slipknot in their home state. I think that would just be a very badass show. Yeah, that's one of the bands. I uh, even though I'm probably getting like I'd get in the mosh pit for like 15 minutes and just be like, oh god, this hurts now. I don't like this. But uh. uh yeah, Slipknot's definitely one of those bands where it's like I want to see them before, well, before they stop touring because I haven't seen them yet. Because Bob is ill prepared, I actually looked up who's going to be at Knot Fest. Fantastic. So, uh, at least these are the big names: Faith No More, Megadeth, Lamb of God, 
Suicide Boys, Gojira, Tech Nine, Fever Three Three Three, among others. To be fair, Lamb of God is the only one I'd really be pumped for off that list, but Slipknot and Lamb of God in one place, that would be that'd be pretty fucking good. Be pretty I'd be okay. I'd like I like Megadeth, I'd see them. Uh I could I don't know. I could name one Megadeth song. I could name exactly one. So, you know, but I mean that song's not bad. I just Dave Mustaine, isn't that his name? That mm-hmm. dude's that's that's he's old. Like I'm old. He's old. That dude was old when I was young. Like it's yeah. But anyways, swing to the symphony of destruction, I guess. Well, y'all can uh, catch Slipknot at a Slipknot Knotfest Roadshow at Oak Mountain. They're gonna be with Kill Switch and Gage. That sound like those two bands together, it's like, oh man, that is that is so so good, especially now. Like I saw, I saw Kid Switch engaged uh, when they were touring with Howard, um, but now they've got Jess, Jesse Leach back, who was the original singer. You know, he left for a while. Howard, I think his last name's Jones, replaced him, uh, and so I've seen them live with him, but I haven't seen them live with Jesse Leach. That would be amazing. Um, and Slipknot, I haven't seen at all. That would be amazing. Oh. And then you throw it in Oak Mountain Amphitheater, and it's like, ugh. Yeah. I was just thinking. Yeah, Oak Mountain's not the greatest venue. It's not a good venue for metal bands. It's it's a fine venue for like classic rock bands or country bands or something like that, but not metal bands. Yeah, anything that's gonna have you like the only good show I've been to there was Tool, and that was just because like they had naked contortionists on the stage. It was pouring down rain. It was just an all around like ethereal and weird experience. But for the most part, it's like if it's any kind of band that you want to like headbang to or mosh to or just in general be able to move past like I'm sitting here in my seat. Like Oak Mountain is just the fucking worst. It's the worst venue I've been to. It's just like a cramped ass bar where at least everybody is fucking standing up is better than goddamn Oak Mountain. Like go with Sloss is here. Go to fucking Sloss. Like that's a, a that's a great venue. It's got ambiance it's fucking you know it's a pretty big little area or um iron city it's i don't know that i've been to iron city it's a bar it's it is a bar but it's perfect for a lot of these it's a much more intimate setting like a lot of big names have been at iron city um but slipknot and kill switch engage at a bar well it's not really it, it is a bar but Marilyn Manson's been at Iron City. Marilyn Manson, Corn, Breaking Benjamin, um, Hell Yeah, In This Moment, um, Chevelle, a bunch of bands have been at Iron City. So it's not it's a smaller venue, but big names have been there. Why don't they just go to the Legacy Arena? I mean, I know that those two bands at least could fill the floor at least at Legacy Arena. I remember seeing, um, well, I've, I saw Kill Switch Engage with you, Justin. It was Kill Switch Engage and As I Lay Dying. Yep. I can't remember who else was at that concert, though. I don't, I don't know either, man. It's, and I remember, I remember seeing Slipknot with Bob. It was Slipknot, Fear Factory, and uh, Chimera. Fear Factory, I was like, I'm not really a big fan of them, but Chimera and Slipknot were awesome. Yeah. I don't, every time I've gone to Sloss, it's been fucking just a great show. Mm-hmm. And like that's, I remember uh, I saw Mudvayne there, and who the fuck were they with? I can't remember who they were with. It may have been Disturbed. It may have been Mudvayne and Disturbed at Sloss. That's also when I saw like Spine Shank for the first time. And like if you've never listened to Spine Shank, man, like those, I think they only did two albums before they broke up. But that's those, they were fucking bangers. If you're in the new metal, which you know it's not. Uh, you're supposed to hang your head in shame now, I guess, if you admit you're a new metal fan. But I was and am, so really? you know, is what it is. And Spine Shank was the shit. They put on a really good fucking show. And then uh, Taproot there, it was just ball. I don't know. I love fucking Sloss as a venue, man. That's just it's my shit. It's just big enough to feel like you're like actually seeing the band, or like big enough to where you like big bands can go there, but small enough to where you like feel closer to it all. You can mosh and shit. It's just, it's got that weird fucking energy. It's as haunted as a motherfucker. I am pro Sloss Furnace as a uh, uh, concert venue. I am too. 
Well, speaking of Mudvayne, you mentioned Mudvayne. Uh, they uh, have returned and will be at uh, some festivals, the uh, Incarceration Music and Tattoo Festival in Mansfield, Ohio, uh, the Louder Than Life Festival in Louisville, Kentucky, the Aftershock Festival in Sacramento, California, and Welcome to Rockville Festival in Daytona Beach, Florida. And big announcement from the, the boys over there in German land. Uh, Rammstein announces its 2022 stadium tour. Uh, the U.S. cities are uh, Philadelphia, Rutherford, New Jersey, Foxborough, Massachusetts, San Antonio, Los Angeles, Chicago, and then I just put, and they're going to be in Mexico City too. So, yeah, that's one. I don't, I don't listen to much Rammstein. The the little bit I've listened to, I've enjoyed, but that's a show I'd run to. That shit, uh, I know that would be entertaining as fuck. Hell yes. And uh, one one little one here. Uh, if you want to book a trip to Atlanta uh, on uh, April 7th next year, uh, Lacuna Coil will be playing at the Masquerade. I love Lacuna Coil, and I don't care what anybody has to say. Honestly, I wanted to like them just because I was like, ooh, pretty lady. But, uh... uh I don't know. You did in- introduce me to one song that I enjoyed. Uh, wasn't it like a Christmas song or some shit? Santa Claus doing oh, some yeah, the, the Krampus the song. Cramp- yeah, Krampus. Yeah, there you go. So that song was pretty good, but for the most part, I have not. And I'm not a Lacuna Coil fan, but I wanted to be just because I was like a pretty lady. I don't yeah. hate them, but when I heard about, it, I was like, ooh, you know, attractive chick being in a metal band. That sounds awesome. And then I realized, oh, wait, he's not really the lead singer. There's a dude that's the lead singer, too. And I'm like, well, that kind of kills it for me. But the songs I've heard, I've liked. So Yeah, there's some there's some metal bands out there. Ginger is really, really good. Uh, got a yes. That does very growly. There's it, I, Speaking of Iron City, since we were talking about it earlier, I heard on the radio earlier today, there's going to be an all-female ACDC tribute band there coming up there soon but i can't remember the name of them <laughs> is it acdc maybe the moment. i can't remember like i remember hearing it and i was like an all-female acdc tribute band it actually sounds pretty awesome <laughs> uh, i just don't want to see how bob acts like he wouldn't even mean to be creepy and gross he just wouldn't be able to help himself he'd just be helpless before the majesty of an all-female ACDC cover band. Well, if it's ACDC, then unfortunately Justin is correct in this situation. Because <laughs> they're all fucking gorgeous, especially that lead guitarist, Agnes Young. <laughs> so yeah, that might need to be a show I, I, I watched far away from the stage. Yeah. Ugh. You We've know, talked about it. all this. Fat, 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 fat. No, I'm not going to be fapping to a band. I'm, you're insane. I don't believe you. And that that you're insane. You're just you're you're way off base, Mister. I don't believe you. You you would fap at the first, the drop of a hat, just the first opportunity. That little pecker's coming out. Whap whap whap. <laughs> well, we had all this. Metal and hardness and yeah, and we're going to top it off or end it off here with this. Starting in Chicago on 11th, uh, on November 15th, Genesis, the last domino tour starts. Oh boy. So And uh, it runs through uh, December 16th and uh, ending in Boston. Well, you said Genesis, right? Yep. What, who, like, is... Bill Collins going to be with him, or... Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, Genesis has gone through a lot of roster changes, so didn't know if Bill Collins was... Same guitarist, same keyboard player, and they have a guest drummer. Sometimes he plays drums and sings. I didn't know if they were going to be bringing Peter Gabriel back with him or something. I have no idea. Oh, God, God, I wish instead of doing Genesis... Instead of doing Genesis songs, I wish they would just do the Tarzan soundtrack. <laughs> that was just Phil Collins. It's a fucking uh, what was it? Strangers that look like me or something. I don't fucking know. 
And then Phil Collins went hard on the fucking just the whole the whole Tarzan movie, just Phil Collins in the background. Fucking Tarzan! That, that was a very good Phil Collins uh, impersonation. I just did. I'm ashamed of myself. I'm sorry. <sighs> well, just in shame. But I'll say I would go see that because I do like Genesis, so. Yeah, Genesis is the only non-metal band in my little MP3 player. Oh. I actually found a non-metal song. This was my wife's fault. And it's very off-base for what I normally listen to. But do y'all know who a singer called Halsey is? Or Halsey? I don't know if I can pronounce it correctly. I do not. familiar. It's a lady singer, and she did a song with some dude named Youngblood. I don't know who the fuck he is. Apparently he's a British rapper or something. And it's, it's called 11 Minutes, and it is a fucking banger. It's really fucking good. I don't know if it's a new song, if it's an old song, but uh, uh, I listened to it unironically in my car, and uh, it's 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 fucking good. It's although I can't sing it seriously, but like by myself, I have to like put on my girl voice. I'm a little bit away. I miss you all day. I'm a little bit away. Yep, that's mm-hmm. that was a very good impersonation of Halsey or Halsey, however the fuck she pronounces it. I don't like the way you two are looking at me. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Leslie, stare at this man into oblivion. I believe that's a better time to end it than any. For the Fat Old Nerds podcast, yet we just won't go away. I'm Bob. Justin. And Micah. We'll catch y'all on the flip, and we mean... The bird flip. Thank you for listening once again to the Fat Old Nerds Podcast. We appreciate you all. Please like us wherever you listen to us. Rate us as well. If you have stories, comments, hate-filled manifestos, email them to us at the Fat Old Nerds Podcast at gmail.com. We also wish to address the fact that you should not take any legal, medical, personal, or psychiatric advice from these three individuals. In fact, any close contact with them will require a thorough detox scrub down. The Fat Old Nerds podcast is recorded, hosted, edited, and produced by Honkies Inc. It may not be reproduced in any way or replayed without permission. It is hosted by Justin Moffat, Micah Bryant, and Bob Patterson. And it's copyrighted to the creators. But you shit on Nanny's Bible!